listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening or watching in the world. Welcome to episode 26 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. My name is Nick Stevenson. Chris Clark, a.k.a. The Hype Gorilla, is in the building. And finally, 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 <laughs> my good buddy, Ricky Palacios. I'm going to call him, I don't know, him and Josh Beard are going to have to get together and fight butt-naked <laughs> in a pool of KY Jelly to see who is the number one fan of this show. Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Ricky Palacios is in the building, man. My good friend. We've been friends for, what, six years now? Probably, yeah. Six, About six years. years. Uh, we used to be in a band. Shout out Apollo's Fall. R.I.P. Please <laughs> come back to us. <laughs> Uh, Ricky is nice on the drums for sure. He's got a little bit of vocals he won't tell anybody about either. But uh <laughs> can't be shy, man. You can't be shy. That's yeah. a secret. There's no way in the world I could play drums and sing at the same time. So I've I've seen people do it and that's it blows it, my freaking very mind. Difficult to do. <laughs> You've been telling me for a long time, man. Hey, let's get on the show. Let's, let's do get it. on the show. And uh I think this when has we've been ongoing since like season one. Yes. Yeah. And he's while. been wanting to meet the hype gorilla. Forever, I've had two parties you've been invited to, and oh, can't make it. I'm like, I'm like, Chris, you got fans, bro. Like, that, you gotta show up. That can be the karma of people canceling on your show. Oh, oh, oh see, man. see, I wasn't gonna do you like that, Chris. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I tell Chris, man, you got fans out here, man. You got groupies. Come on. But no, man, I'm glad to have you here. It's been it's been several several months in the making. You told me when I when you came on, you said, "Hey, man, I want to do that wheel of spirit." Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're calling this episode the third wheel of spirit because <laughs> I did that. it is the third wheel, and you are the third wheel. No yeah. offense, no, none taken. So yeah, Never. Uh, welcome to the third wheel of spirit. What if you are not familiar with the wheel of spirit? What we do, we take random subjects, we put them on a wheel, we spin the wheel, and then uh, we rap about it. And, no, um, look how fancy this whole thing is. I just want everybody I to want appreciate to, yes, this. Yes, absolutely. Is, this is, and the lovely handwriting is a courtesy of my daughter, Madeline, because I write like a T-Rex with no arms. <laughs> <laughs> Mine will look like chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I also want to thank Lisa from Energy Procurement Services for providing us with Hooking the it wheel up. itself. So That's we awesome. finally got a wheel. We don't have to use the corny sound effect anymore. <laughs> Although that was a sponsorship yeah. opportunity for somebody. But uh, <laughs> it's the, cool. To do the wheel sound? Yes. Really? This wheel sound is brought to you by... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, before we get into it, though, man, what you been up to? What's, uh, what's oh, going on nothing, in life? man. Uh, I just... Left AT&T, thank God. Mm -hmm. I feel so much better, so much happier. Load off my shoulders. Uh, le you, less stress. It's a good uh, fucking cause, feeling. Because it's always, even going home, hanging out with friends, it's always in the back of my mind, oh, yeah. we got this going on and this project and this project. Mm -hmm. Well, now, I don't worry about that. I'll get calls yeah. from friends that still work. And right. first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, they're going to ask me for some help. <laughs> no, how's it going? How you doing? Yeah, because oh, you I don't work there anymore. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's great. Um, I worked there for eight and a half years. I had great experiences, met great people. 
Uh, you were one of them that I met through AT and T. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. And that's uh, when we got our band together. But other than that, I've just been a blob. Is what I've been going. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> <I> was, buddy, <clears throat> just hang, hanging out, laying in bed, play video games, eat, yeah. hang out with the girlfriend. That's, that's it, what's man. Up. That's just, what's up. I dig the fuck out of that. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing about you leaving is. <laughs> You left on your own terms. Yeah. I got fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you But know, it took a couple times before they actually fired you, though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, herpes. I just kept coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, man. So when, by the time I left, though, and I told um, the, whoever the president of the area was or whatever, when I'm talking to him, I was like, you don't understand. Like, this job is no longer what I do. Like, this has become who I am. Right. And that's a lot of people don't understand that. Like when you've been at a job that long and you put in the type of hours we put in, like you go to sleep and you dream about work. (laughs) And when you're finally like at first I was upset about getting fired for like two days. And then I was like, you know what? I woke up. And like my shoulders felt loose, and I was like, feeling, oh. yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna figure out something. Yeah. It's not like I'm I'm not gonna be unemployed for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I didn't realize how much that company, and I'm just gonna say the largest phone company in the world. I don't know if we have to edit that out or not. <laughs> what if they want to sponsor me one day, dude? <laughs> I'm like, that was Ricky. He is what not a- part of the show. <laughs> I'm just a guest. Yeah. I'll take the blame. That's I fine. was driving down the street and I saw this dude with a long ass beard and long hair. I was like, hey man, you want to be on the show? He just pulled his ass in. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, man. But, yeah. uh, but you don't realize how much it takes of you. Mm-hmm. And when you're done and like, I, I know your next move is it's you'll be fine. Like take this time, man, and enjoy oh, it definitely. to where you don't. Yeah, because you know Chris is talking about all the time. Like you're not a fucking tree. Move around. If you're not happy where you're at, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Chris took that leap of faith when he quit the inspection industry. Bro, I'm telling you, it was a it was a it, it literally felt like a thousand pound fucking block was on my chest. Right, and somebody just removed it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was. And, uh, and that's this, a weird to feeling to have day. when you don't have a job. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would think you would be stressed out in that moment, but you're like, she. And to this fucking day, dude, I tell people, like, <laughs> do, you, do you, like, do you love what you do? Do you, do you sincerely love what you do? Eh, like, all right. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> right? It's time to fucking get on. Go do something that you fucking and, love. And yeah. that's the difficult part is I enjoyed what I did. Really? Yeah. Because yeah, it was the infrastructure, the yeah. the backbone of the infrastructure, the cabling, copper, yeah. fiber. Mm-hmm. I so tell people, yeah. I, I enjoyed all of that. The thing I did enjoy was who you worked for. The <laughs> management. That's and, what I tell people all the time. I was like, I love my job. I hated who I worked for. Right. Like, it, it's all the politics. It's all yeah. the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's what. And what's sad is that's 90% of the fucking problem anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if we're just being fucking honest. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I love what I did in the inspecting industry. Yeah, but fuck me, dude! Like these guys were. Oh, you're not turning enough. Uh, I mean, you need to go faster. Yes, these guys yeah. were fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. They would literally keep you awake, awake for four days straight. Yeah, yeah. That is no fucking joke. Yeah, that's insane. Yep. That's insane. So, I'm glad you're happy. Um, you mentioned your girlfriend, you know, because when I met you, you was a player running the streets. <laughs> you know, you're all settled down and stuff. Um, that's good, man. You've been you've been with your girl for a little bit now, right? Uh, we just hit two years on the twenty third. Yeah. Nice. On this Sunday, she's a good one too, man. You when you find a good one, you gotta hang oh, on yeah. to that. Don't fuck that she, shit up, Ricky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck it up, Ricky. Don't fuck it up. I got you nah, back, Jenna. I got you. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, man, I'm yeah. glad you're here. It's 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 good to get together. We don't see each other as much as I wish we did, mm. but um, I know where you live. You know where I live. So we just got to make sure we pull up from time to time. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, this chair is always open to you, my friend. We'll do it anytime you want to. So let's get on this wheel of spirit, man. Oh, I will shit. be completely honest with you. I made this wheel yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Because we were not entirely sure what the 29th recording was going to consist of. We had a lot of shuffling around. And I was like, you know what, Ricky, I just need you to come through in the clutch, buddy. And he said, I got it. I said, let's do Will of Spirit. So you are our guest. I'm going to give you the honor, sir. I was actually going to pull a prank on you when (laughs) I called you earlier. I was going to be like, hey, man, I'm not going to make it. (laughs) Bro, he would have been dead in that fucking chair, bro. He would have had a motherfucking heart attack. I was thinking about it. I was like, nah, I can't do that to Nick. Nah, I can't do that. I'll just go. I'll just get there. (laughs) Thank you for not doing that. Thank you for not doing that. You might have saved all my family's life. (laughs) All right, let's do this. What are we looking at? Happy wife, happy life. You notice there's a question mark behind that, right? Eh? Oh, let me rephrase. <laughs> happy wife, happy life? Yeah, happy life. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there's a question mark there. Uh, you're not married yet. Chris and I are both married, and we love our wives. And you hear this often, happy wife, happy life. Mm-hmm. And the, quest, the reason there's a question mark there is because I am in agreement with that statement, but how far is that supposed to go? Like, are there moments where you got to be like, you know what? No. <laughs> and have you ever gotten in those moments with your significant other? And uh, how did that work out for you? Don't get yourself. Hey, nobody's going to get in trouble. <laughs> nobody's going to get in trouble. This is just my personal opinion. And this is how Haley and I go about our relationship. Right. I genuinely feel that that statement is true. Yes. I it think. Is. It, I think if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Right. I think if mama's pissed off, everybody's pissed <laughs> off. So what I do, this is just me personally, I I try, I don't always succeed, but I try right. to make sure that mama is always happy. Right. No matter how it affects me. Exactly. That's just that's just kind of how I kind of how I do things. Right. But there's always got to be like you can't just let that go. Like, at some point, there's got to be something that's happened where you're like, hey, this time, you got to pick your battles, though. Absolutely. Because with me, right, with me and Whitney, the problem, like, happy wife, happy life is a 100% true statement. And mm. for the most part, I have to assess how much is this really worth to me. It feels like it's more important to her, whatever this decision is, than me. So I will let, like, baby, you go. You do you, yeah. baby. Like, yeah. that's, but every now and again, if there's something Here's the issue, and we just had this issue recently. I've done it so much, my wife is not used to me pushing back. Like, all of a sudden, if I say, you know what, no, this needs to go this way. Now she's like, (laughs) (laughs) who are you? Who are you? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And she said something to me the other day. She goes, you know, um, why can't you just validate me on this? (laughs) Why can't you just validate me on this? And I'm like, I, if I validated you on this, I would be validating you with something that I disagree with. Now, there are many times that I disagree with her, and I'm like, you know what? It's not worth 
fighting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not worth me taking a stand on this. Yeah. Cool, baby. You do you. You're Because like you said, like, the women of the house are, like, the thermostat. Yes. Of your household. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. For real. Like, if mama's hot, everybody can feel it. Yes. And if mama's in a good place, like, everybody can feel that, too. Yes. And I've told my wife this multiple times, but... The reason I put the question mark on there is because, like, when is the point where you say, all right, baby, I've given you your way this time, this time, and this time. And it's not like you're keeping tabs or anything, but you say, hey, on this one, I'm putting my foot down. Like, it's it's like, I I need you to back me up this time the way I've backed you up. So I'm just wondering, like, you know, if if that's ever happened to you, how'd it go for you? Well, the the, the way I see it is it's, it goes both ways. Because uh-huh. that phrase itself, I see it as, well, you're looking out for your significant other, for mm-hmm. your wife. You're looking out for them. You're watching from the back end. Absolutely. See what's going on. If they need anything, you're there. Keep them happy. Yeah. It's not a necessity. Like she says, go do this, and then you have to do it. Right. I don't see it as that. I see yeah. it as you're doing what you can from your perspective to help them out and keep them happy. Yes. Yeah. That way they stay out of your hair if right. you have any. <laughs> I have hair It's just not the places That it should be That's all But that's the way I, That's the way I view that phrase Yeah So Yeah I, and it's I, true I'm gonna go out of my way To keep Jana happy Yeah When I can Do you feel yeah. like It's Is that subject Based on gender though Like is no, there any woman go, that, That's why I is said Is there any woman ways. out there Who's like Happy husband Happy life Like well, no, no one thinks of it that way. Everybody thinks, well, the wife has to be happy. But at right. the same time, if I'm not feeling happy and I see that Jana's not doing anything to help me out, then right. it's, what, what, what the hell? Right. Where, so where, you gotta, where am I in this equation? That's, that's so my that's, only point. So you. that's why I'm saying it goes both ways. It, it should go both ways. And I wouldn't still be with her if I wasn't happy. <laughs> right. But I don't even <laughs> mind it being 80, 90% of the time. No, I'm like, yeah, baby, I got you. Let's do which, right. like, I don't even mind that. As long as, like, you take that, you pick your spots. You got to mm-hmm. know when it's important enough for you to say, hey, this needs to go this way. And <laughs> I'll tell you what this is about. It's so freaking stupid. So we got our TV mounted downstairs. And when we bought the house, I was like, I don't want a TV above the fireplace. Right. Like, it looks stupid. I hate that. Not to mention, if you use the fireplace, you get yeah. soot and shit oh, all over yeah. your television. Yep. And I don't have, like, a really fancy television. I got my right. TV for 300 bucks on Black Friday. But still, like, yeah. the point is, like, it's I don't like TVs above the fireplace. Well, she was adamant. That's where it had to go. So I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to. That's cool. Like, let's, let's let that one go. At the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But how that motherfucker's hung up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. well, because the problem is... The, when we looked at the house, the people who lived here previously were still here and yeah. they had theirs hung up yeah, and right. it looked like shit. And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she left me in charge. I'm the one who was home when the dude hung it up. Yeah. I'm the one who said, you know what? That's cool. The way it looks is fine. I'm good with it. Yeah. Bro, I took a picture and sent it to her and I knew it was bad because I set my phone down. It was like, bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Fuck. I didn't even want to look. And I was like, baby, I just took a bad angle. Like, let me get you another angle. So I'm like running around doing this shit right here. And she's like, I hate it. I was like, oh. Did but you I add got filters upset. to it? Huh? Did you add filters to the pictures? <laughs> I, sh- I should have. I should have. 
<laughs> Put a little puppy dog tongue coming out of it. Something. Look, it's so cute. Right. No, man, but then I started getting upset. I was like, now hold on. Like, I already didn't want this motherfucker up here. Like, and when I saw it, I was like, you know what? I was afraid it was gonna look worse. I'm like, it don't look that bad. Like, I can I can survive with this. Do I really want it here? No, but I've compromised and I think. This is good. So when yeah. even that wasn't good enough, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so like now we're going back and forth. And she that's when she said the words like, why can't you just validate me on this and say that it looks bad? I'm like, because it doesn't look bad. Yeah. Like if it yeah. looked bad, I would tell you. I'd have told the motherfucker who hung it. That looks like shit. Yeah. Get it off my wall. Yeah. Like yeah. it doesn't look bad, you know? And yeah. I figured you left me here. You didn't stay here to observe. Like you left me here. I felt like you trusted me to make the decision mm. how it should go. And that was one of those situations where I was like, look, babe, if you want to happy life, happy life, I'm like, fine. I'm like, if you want to get it moved, get it moved. I'm like, but just leave me out of it because you know me, I didn't want it there in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I think she's starting to get used to it now. Cause as you see, it's still fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> she was mad because she spent the money to get it. And it wasn't what she thought it was going to be. And I think there's a lot of, I have no, you should, I have a lot of strong women in my life and I love it. Like I'm, I'm, and I want my daughters to be the same way. Yeah. And you know how women get when they have an idea of how something was going to be. Yes. And then it's not that, even if it's not bad, like if it's not exactly what they thought it was going to be, it'll take them a while to adjust. Yeah. yeah. And I think she's getting used to it where it is now, but, and then I can't remember what we were, we, we and her, we were talking about something else yesterday that she wanted me to validate her on. I don't know. She probably hates when I work out our problems over the podcast. And she's not even, it's not a problem though. Like, look, me and my wife are good. These are the conversations that we have though. And I am proud to say that my wife is very considerate of me when it comes to decision making. And because of that, it makes it easy for me to be like, baby, whatever you want. You know? And see, that's what, that's exactly what I do. I yeah. will tell Haley, sure, what do you think about this? I think. Whatever you think. <laughs> I love whatever you love, baby doll. There was one time, yeah. there was one time we did the remodel on the house in yeah. 2017. Yeah. To where I, I'm weird about certain things. And one of those things is fucking paint. Yeah. It's yes. gotta be bare semi gloss paint from Home Depot. Right. That's the only paint I'll fucking buy. That's the I've I've been painting for a very long time. And that's yes. the that's the easiest, smoothest coat to cut in all this poor shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> she comes to me when we're doing this remodel, and there's this thing called designer paint. Oh. Okay. You know that's good. <laughs> it's designer. It's designer paint. What is it, like Gucci paint? And she, she comes and she's Polo. like, Polo. I found, she was talking to the girls at work. Yeah. Found this, I found this paint. She comes up with all these little splotches, right? Or not splotches, the little, uh. Yeah, yeah. Call them little samples. Yeah. samples. And I'm like, Okay. Have you ever painted with this? Like, have you ever done the work? Like, I'm sure it looks fine. The problem is, does it take one, two, three, Applying four coats? Like, it, the work, there's a lot of work that goes into this, right? But it's designer paint, Chris. Designer paint. <laughs> designer paint. So I say, okay, fuck it. We'll try it. Keep in mind, we're painting the whole fucking house. Yeah. It was called <laughs> Grage. That's the brand? Like no, a, it was Sherwin-Williams. Oh, okay. Like Sherwin-Williams. Like gray-beige. Yeah. Grayish. Okay. That's the fancy. It's a nice color. I'm yeah. not going to... Yeah, this. <laughs> I get there. We go to Sherwin. Do you want to tell us how much it was a gallon? <laughs> it was like $430 Jesus for five Christ. gallons. 
it was fucking out. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like, okay. I bring yeah. this shit home. Bro, It when I tell you it was the consistency of fucking painting your walls with sheetrock mud, Oh geez. It was that fucking thick. So wow. one one layer. Well, uh, it was one, <laughs> one coat. It was one, one coat. layer. <laughs> but that five gallons, it took that whole five gallons to paint fucking I don't know, my hallway, my entryway, my living room, and my kitchen and dining room. So wow. you still needed more. Yeah. No, <laughs> wow. no, we didn't end up getting more, but there was nothing left in that fucking bucket, right? Yeah. And it was funny because I told her, All right, we don't have the paint for the laundry room. Yeah. That's me. I get you picked all this. Right. I'm gonna pick that. And she's like, oh, I don't. I said, no, 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 no. Yeah. No one ever sees the laundry room. I love my bright colors, man. My fucking yeah, yeah. teals, my yellows. Like I, yeah, I love for sure. That bright, vibrant color. Yeah. So we picked this fucking. I say we. I picked this <laughs> bright ass teal color, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, I fucking love it. I love it. And the whole time she's walking, it's the laundry she's room. Like, it's got to be bright. Hell yeah. Where things get clean. She's like, are you sure you are just. You're just, you love that color? Like, that's, I'm like, I fucking love it. I yeah. love the shit out of this. Yeah. That's the only time I can ever think of that we didn't agree. We agreed to disagree on right. something. Right, right, right. Like, she, she, got the, she got the living room. She got the whole house, what color she wants. I didn't fight her on the color. I didn't fight her, none of that. I didn't even fight her on the paint, which I was fucking painting. Right. <laughs> Future reference, do not buy fucking Sean Williams designer paint because yeah. it's a fucking nightmare. That's insane. It is. It takes ten times. It's like putting fucking peanut paint. butter on the wall. It is. That is no fucking lie, dude. <laughs> Bare semi gloss paint. Yeah, buddy. Is the best fucking paint you can use. Anyway, like thirty dollars a gallon. Good. That's it, and it looks fucking. Beautiful. Are they a sponsor? Yeah. Look at <laughs> no, but they should be. Holler at your boy if you want to be. Right. <laughs> that was the one thing the fucking contractor asked when they when they're painting our cabins. What kind of paint? I said I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't give a fuck how you do it. You're gonna use fucking bare semi gloss paint. Yeah. I don't give a shit how how else you do it. I'm not the fucking contractor. I'm not the yeah. guy who knows about this. But you're gonna use bare semi gloss. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So I think we both agree, or all three of us agree, that happy wife, happy life is a true statement. But there are some moments where to an you, extent. yes, I you got gotta, you room. gotta, right? You know, <laughs> I got my laundry room, and you it's gotta, still that color. It can't be a hundred percent of the time. Absolutely, you not. just get your little slice of the pie, baby. And look, man, yeah. we're simple. We don't, we don't ask for too much. Yep. You know, me, I, we, this whole house, you know, I was like, let me have the studio. That's let me a, have yeah. the studio. Do whatever you want with the rest yep. of the house. And yep. that's pretty much how it's gone, and I'm cool with it. Because yeah. this is my little space, man. Yep. This is my space right here, so I love it. All righty. Good conversation. Good Next conversation. Topic. Yeah, let's go ahead and spin that wheel again. Can a man and a woman be platonic? Okay. So I genuinely have... Personal experience with this. So do I. I'm glad you do. <laughs> hey, if we don't get to the shot one, are we going to take the shot anyway? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm just making sure. All right, you go first, Chris. Okay. So everybody that I've spoken to on this topic of conversation, they always say, like, no. It's not possible. There's no way. There's always some sort of mixed feelings or right. shit gets complicated or you don't right. end up fucking around sleeping in the same bed. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the personal experience that I have, her name was Amanda. Mm -hmm. And we, from 13, 
all the way till 19 were best friends. Right. Her father trusted me enough to sleep in the same bed with her because he knew nothing would ever happen. Nothing was popping off. No. Yeah. I mean, we were genuinely just friends. Right. Our entire friendship. We we still talk to this day, not to the extent that, you know, we were friends, but that, I mean, genuinely, we, there was never any feelings. There was never any kind of romantic involvement. It was strictly, strictly friendship. Would you consider it like a brother sister type relationship or more of a, like, that's my homeboy. That's my homeboy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I feel that. And how did people on the outside looking in view that? Like, would your boys be like, come on, dog, you could tell me. <laughs> like, come on. Well, like, you're smashing, right? Like, no, so for real. The, for real, for real. The, <laughs> right. the, the, the weird part is, is she actually did end up with one of my buddies for a little bit. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it, and that was one of the guys who rolled with us. Who, yeah, was, yeah. who was in the group. I mean, it didn't yeah. work out, but it was. Right, right, right. They did try it. They did give it a go, and it just didn't, it didn't pan out. So, but as far as like outside looking in, I have no fucking clue. Now, Ricky, some might say you're too beautiful to have a woman who's just your friend. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe that's why we don't have this problem, you know? Because, I mean, you're a glorious looking man. I, w- what's your experience in this regard? God, it's it's hard to say because me myself, I can have female friends that are platonic on my end. But I don't know what they're thinking. They What's always going want on you through, through their head, you <laughs> yeah. know. And that's one of those things that I got to be careful with because sometimes yeah. I don't pick up on the excessive flirtatious on the vibe. Or, or that vibe that they're hitting on me. They want me type of thing. So yeah. I got to be careful with it, especially right. now that that you're I'm in a relationship. Set, yeah, I'm in a relationship. Exactly. I got to try to pick up on it, but sometimes I just whew, over my head, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, yeah, I can have a platonic relationship with a woman, no problem. It's just how their mind is working, what's right. on their end. And that's something that yeah. I won't ever... And know. I think that's something that if you are friends with a with a woman, eventually y'all have that conversation. I think at least... See, not me, necessarily. me and Amanda never did. Never had it? Nope. It was just always a... Yeah. I, I don't know. It was, the, it was weird, man. It was... So... And this has been my experience, and it's been my experience from the time I was in elementary school. I was raised by by women. All my cousins, mm. my my two best closest cousins were girls. They were like my sisters. Mm. My aunts raised me. Um, I hung. I spent a lot of time with them. So I was comfortable around females. And let's see, in the third grade, like all my all the people I hung out with. Excuse me. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Uh, all the people I hung out with were all girls. And yeah. that all the way through high school, like, that's how it went. And when I was in high school, people were like, oh, look at Nick. He's a player. I'm like, no, bro. Like, yeah. I am totally in the friend zone with all of these chicks. Like, make no mistake yeah. about it. But as I got older, all my, my best friends were always a female. When I met Ricky, my best friend was a girl, yeah. a woman. Um, that I had been friends with for five years. Yeah. And the reason I met Mitt Ricky is because she ended up getting married to one of our mutual buddies who he worked at AT&T with. Mm. But before she met, before she met Mike and before I met Ricky, like when we just used to hang out, just the two of us, that was my road dog. 
we go to the bar three, four times a week. We'd be drinking it up together, having yeah. a good time. And then usually how it would go is I'd see some lady that I wanted to go talk to. She'd see some dude she wanted to go talk to. We'd go our separate ways, do whatever we do as adults. And then we'd come back the next day and do the same shit over again. Yeah. And But people used to come up to me all the time like, hey, bro, so, like, what's up with you and her? Like, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, come on, man. <laughs> like, for real, you can tell me. Yeah. He's like, what, are you married or something? I'm like, no, dude, I'm single. Like, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, like, you're a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm just like, it's just not like that with us. Because yeah. it was her and one other chick that we used to hang out with a lot. And both of them, they were just my friends. Um, When that friendship fell apart, I had a friendship with my homegirl, Stephanie. Shout out. Um, She lives in uh, San Leon area now. Uh, that was my road dog. Like we actually roommated together. Yeah. And people could not wrap their minds around the fact that that was just my friend. Like yeah. nothing had yep. ever happened between us ever. And where it really came into make problems was in my relationships. Like I uh, can't tell you how many girls broke up with me because I was my best friend was a girl and like mm-hmm. they just couldn't Amanda get stood, down with it. Amanda stood in my wedding. Yeah. Like that I, I told Haley from jump, like yeah. She's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's been asking since day one yeah. to be a part of this. Right, and right, right. She don't want to stand with the guys, so she's going to stand on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. That's cool. See, and that's why when you find when you find the right one. Now, I, w- I will tell you this. You have to set boundaries even when Absolutely. it is just a friend. Like, the things that I would, like, my female friends, I would go stay at their house and we'd sleep in the same bed. and mm-hmm. Back when I was single, if I was in a relationship, obviously that shit's not popping yeah, off yeah. like that. So you have to set boundaries. And I think, you know, it, I'm, I'm currently married. So to be honest with you, I I don't spend, you know, back then I used to spend every day with these people. Now it's just that every once in a while we'll talk to each other, yeah. catch up. And if we do hang out, you know, we pick up like like it was just yesterday. Right. Yeah. But the, the the dynamic of the relationship is different. Yeah. Because once now you're I'm married, I'm in a, I have a family, mm-hmm. I have... Mm-hmm hobbies i have a job like you just don't have time to do yeah the stuff the way it was before but my wife understands what those relationships are um when we got together we did set a pretty strict boundary like hey any female friend you had that was just a friend that's cool if it was ever more than a friend not really cool with them being around and i agreed to that like we both agreed that that was probably yeah good standing order so that's how it's been um but the people just there's some people who can't imagine yeah that a man yeah. and a woman could be friends they always say well at least one of you is trying to do something and right. like which it is possible right it is it's it circumstantial is. depending yeah. on yeah how it came yeah. about yeah but if amanda <laughs> called you up and was like hey yo like let's do this back when y'all were like would you have been down with that what if she had tried to take it to the next level like Maybe y'all are having fun, partying, drinking one night, and like she tries to mess you, around you, with you. But you can't even question that because that never happened. It never, it's, dude. It right. It's, it's so weird because it never those. It never crossed my mind. Right. It never even like that was never you. on the table. I got you. Because uh, uh, from ja- jump, Jana had asked me something about like uh, something about back in the day how how women were treated, and she asked me how I would feel if I were then if I were alive back then. It was like, well, I never thought about it. I mean, it's fucked up what's happened yeah. back yeah. in the day, how yeah. women were treated and how they were looked at and everything else. There's no but way to put yourself in that I situation. I can't put yeah. myself in that situation to yeah. truly 
grasp where my mindset would have been if I were then. Right. Yeah. So right. It, it's one of those questions like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. We talked Who the knows? same thing when we were talking about <laughs> slavery, like, or even Jim Crow era when, you know, there was segregation. Like, it's right. really hard to know, you know, because there's some. Would you be I a racist or would you help them out? I talked yeah. to, yeah. I talk to some yeah. young black kids. And they're like, man, if I was a slave, like, <laughs> what, was you gonna, like what was you going to do? Like, they yeah. was going to start kicking ass. Like, if you was a slave, bro, you'd have been picking cotton. That's what you'd have been doing. Like, it's not like there was a choice. Right. Like, you could think you're a hard motherfucker, but, like, you don't understand the situation those people yeah. were in. Yeah. Like, it, it, and pro there probably were some people who was like, man, fuck this. And you know what? They didn't live to, to tell yeah, the story. Right. And, but, <laughs> so, and it goes, it goes uh, the same way when I talk to people, yeah, I couldn't have joined the military because... I can't have people yelling in my face. I would have hit them or done this or done that. Like, no, no, because <laughs> from the beginning, your whole mindset changes. Yeah. As soon as you go to boot camp, that first thing they tell you is that you lay a hand on us, we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna rough you up. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's one of those things. Is not until you're actually put into that situation, you won't know what you're gonna do, how you're gonna react, and that's that's it. It's yeah. it, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I forgot to mention you were a Marine. I hope we get to the question marks because I want you to tell us a badass military story. <laughs> I know you have them. I heard you and your boy talking about them the other day. <laughs> yeah. Where were you stationed at? Uh, I served, uh, I spent time in Okinawa. Uh, from Okinawa, I did a couple deployments to Korea. And after that, I went to uh, California. I was out there in uh, San Diego area, there North San Diego. And from there, I deployed to Iraq on an eight-month tour out there, and uh, I did five years active duty. They put you in all those beautiful places, Damn. and then sent your ass to Iraq. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> <laughs> cool. Like we're yeah. gonna. I hope you enjoyed every place you've been, because we're sending you to the fucking shithole. Absolutely, hole. and to this day, I still enjoy where I'm at now. <laughs> After that shit, yeah. no, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. Uh, well, yeah, I hope we can get into that. Let's go ahead and hit that wheel one more time. Right. Dinner with three famous people no longer living. Okay. If you could have a dinner with three people no longer living who are, are famous, like, who would you want to chill with and sit down and uh, Ooh, and damn. spend some time with? That's that's a tough one. You want I, me to give you mine while y'all think about it? Yeah, go ahead. Actually, I have, okay. Three. Only three. Only three. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I got you. I'd want to chill with Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. and Jackie Robinson, baseball player. I'd want to chill with Abraham Lincoln because history tells this man was like the second coming of Jesus, right? Like, I want to sit there and talk some real shit with Abraham Lincoln. I'm like, come on, Abe, where them butt nigga hoes at? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you're, when, because, you know, Abraham Lincoln was the president during the Civil War. And obviously the union won. So like you get to write the history. Yeah. And like Abraham Lincoln is, he's the man. He's yeah, just perfect. Yeah. And he, you know, brought about the emancipation proclamation and he freed the slaves. Like we talked about this when we were talking about monuments and statues. Like these are just people. Like these people had flaws, but when yes. you're in the history book, nobody talks about what your flaws are. So like, I would want to get down and just talk to these people. Like, Hey man, like what's really real. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also yeah. the cool dynamic. Like if I had, Abraham Lincoln there and Martin Luther King. I'd be like, hey, man, you freed the slaves. 
well, you started the vision that possibly he saw when you brought about the Civil Rights Act, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, Jackie Robinson, I, I had a hard time with the third one. Jackie Robinson, like, I just want to know what it was like when he was out there playing baseball and he was getting shit thrown at him. And, like, I just, I think that would be a cool, a cool dynamic and a cool story to have. Like, here are people who saw different generations of the Civil Rights Movement right. and... I just thought I, I, those are the three that like if I could sit down with people who are no longer alive, like I would want to talk some history. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Abraham Lincoln know like, hey, this is how far we got. You know, we're not quite there. Yeah, we're working on we're we're close. We're getting there, but we still got some shit to iron out. But yeah. that would be a cool conversation to have. Um, I guess I would probably have subcategories, too, because I also thought about musicians I'd want to kick it uh -huh. with. And like <laughs> that's, that's the first thing that came to my head was, was musicians? What, what musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but so I'm gonna I'm gonna second the Martin Luther King because I think that would be yeah fucking tremendous yeah I think that would be an awesome we need to bring him back man because there's some shit that, where we came from yeah and where we are now like it'd be a very interesting conversation yeah especially if he were alive to today exactly yeah that's what I'm saying exactly like like had he not been assassinated there's he'd be old but I think he'd be in his 80s. 70s or 80s, but by con conceivably he could have been alive today. Yes. And I wonder, like, because right now there's no true leaders of that movement who you can look at, everybody can look at and not have yes. anything negative to say about Of course. Them. There's just nobody right now. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I wish we could reincarnate him. I know his son is out there trying to get some stuff done. Um, but, yeah, that, that, I would want to have some deep conversations with him about the climate of what's going on right now and what he I'm glad thought. You said that because that's a that's a. I didn't really. This is one of them that I didn't put too much thought into. Yeah, but that's a very good. Yeah, that'd be a very good avenue to go down. For sure, where we are, where we were, where we are today, and then my second one would be Robin Williams. Oh um, yeah, that like, would be, that would be a hoot. <laughs> my my thing is this, this, and this is my thing with him. Somebody who is so alive on mm -hmm. camera, so. Mm -hmm genuine on mm -hmm. camera yeah. i want to know how you could kill yourself being so optimistic and fucking positive and looking at the fucking yeah. beauty and absolutely everything yeah like you, somebody you, who's just if you talk to most comedians though they'll, they'll tell you and yeah i've heard that comedy is bred from pain yeah i've heard that and whatever you're going through it can go away when you're for just a little while when you're yeah. making people laugh yeah. And you're entertaining people. And I, you know, I, that was, there's not a lot of celebrity deaths that like get yeah. to me. Yeah. And that was one of them, dude. Yep. Like I, that one hit me emotionally yeah. because you said it perfectly. He was so alive, so full of passion and he was a smart dude. Yes. And he was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He was very intellectual. Like yes. he thought deeply. Yes. And he was just he was just a cool dude. And he was somebody you know that if he was in the building, like you were gonna have a good time. Absolutely. And you felt like you knew him even though you were just watching him on TV. Yeah. So yeah, that would be cool for sure. You didn't have a third? No, I don't have no a third. No musicians. <laughs> not even Dimebag. Not, not. 
Who? I'm not going to say that. If, if, if that's what you were going to take. But fucking Dimebag Daryl, bro, from Pantera. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, buddy. <laughs> I was, you want to talk about hitting home? I was in ninth grade when I got word that motherfucker died. And I'm walking around with a fucking R.I.P. Dimebag Daryl on my backpack. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. God, bro, that hurt. That one hurt. Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Who would you want to kick it with, Ricky? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Robin Williams for sure because that's yeah. growing up, all the movies, yeah, watch, man. watching every single movie he's done. I missed Doubtfire, Jumanji, yeah. Flubber. For sure. Uh, oh, Aladdin. Oh, yeah. like, Aladdin, all of it. All the movies. And then yeah. uh, so that that would be just, just to talk to him, hang yeah. out, have some drinks. Yeah, for sure. Bullshit, you know, just how we do. Yeah, for sure. As a friend. That would be fun. Um, let's see. Number two, I would have to say, let's go with, uh, the late drummer from Avenged Sevenfold, the Rev. I didn't even uh, know he died. He died. Uh, it's been years already. Five, six, seven years. I think it, it's been a while. Um, he had, I think he OD'd on something. He mm -hmm. had, uh, he had prescription. Yeah, man. There's so many Prescription stories, meds and, uh, alcohol, bad combination and. <clears throat> he uh he OD'd. Yeah, man, but, there's so many stories of that. That's just sad. But yeah, just to get his cause he taught himself how to play drums. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He never went to an actual drum teacher and was taught fundamentals. He did his own thing type from, right. from what I recall of his history is he taught himself how to play drums. Yeah. So that's something I would want to get into, like, hey, <laughs> how do you do the shit that you did on the fucking drums? Right, right. You know, it's some of the shit is just phenomenal because and it goes for any other band when you have a band that starts out and you create your own music and then to have someone else come in and try to fill that spot it'll never sound the same no it'll sound similar right but not the same <laughs> yeah big especially difference. the drums man i mean that's the heartbeat of your band like that's that's crazy yeah, so man. that that would be number two and number three john no. basalone okay uh, he, he was one of the, uh, Marines that led a bunch of Marines going into battles. I would say Mattis, but he's still alive. Yeah. Mattis <laughs> is still alive. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a badass. So yeah, he, Mattis is so, still, he's still so taking This man. is one of these old Marines back in the day. You, it was hands on fucking oh, yeah. face to face. You were in the shit. Yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't survive that, then there you wasn't no GPS through. guiding your missiles <laughs> you, and shit. You, you, <laughs> you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Day, so. For sure, man. Yeah. I would love to sit down and talk to any of the world war vets, world war two. Um, I know there's not many world war one vets left, but I would love to sit down and talk to them. Like, yeah. bro, you're 18 years old. Like going into it. No, and so and some of them lied about their age. Saying yeah, they were some of them were younger. They were 15, 14 yeah. years old going into yep. it. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, and when you know, you think about stuff like Normandy Beach, D, like those people knew when this door is, I'm there's a you got nine, a ninety percent chance you're gonna fucking that I'm die. about to die right now. Yeah. <laughs> because they got guns right at your they see yeah. you. You're not hiding. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, uh, man, yeah. crazy stuff, man. But oh, you got fucking eighteen year olds wearing their sisters' pants running around like fucking <laughs> ding dongs. <laughs> fucking crying it's true. when they get their knees scraped. It's true. It's Good true. God, man. Oh man, that's that's why they call them the greatest generation, man. But yeah, that would be cool. I mean, they, you know, one thing I will say, they're not famous, man, but sometimes I wish I could go back and talk to some of my family members who have passed. Mm -hmm. Uh my grandmother was 
my grandmother was younger than my mother is now when she passed away. I believe my grandmother was like 54, 55 wow. years old. And I was like 11. Yeah. And um, she was a very huge influence on my life. And all the stuff I've gone through in my young adult life to now, like to having a family and, mm. you know, finally feeling like we made it kind of yeah. like there's often times that she pops into my head like, man, I I wish she was here to see yeah. this, you know. So yeah. um, sometimes we get enamored with celebrity and stuff like that but there's a lot of I, sometimes i would just want to chill at a table with you know my grandmother with some of my you know yeah. uncles who passed away like that would you know my, my dad's brother passed away a few years ago and he was just a cool cat he was a dj mm. like he was a late night dj like i'm talking like spinning records classic rock dj Damn. and he had the voice and everything and like he was just a cool cat like yeah. he, he was a. Uh, I don't want to call him like the black sheep of the family, but like he was the rebel, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the rebel. He loved his classic rock. Yeah. You know, he have his, you know, Def Leppard t-shirt on and shit like that. Like he was just a cool dude. Um, so yeah, they, sometimes you get enamored with celebrity, but there's a lot of people who have passed who have interesting stories that, that you would love to talk to. All right, man. I hope we get that question mark. We might have to fix it, but I want you to go ahead and spin <laughs> that wheel. <laughs> Smells like middle-aged theater. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris. You okay. want to do your thread? Okay, yeah I'll, yeah. I'll do mine. Oh, geez. Now, also, I sent you guys the yeah. the thread from... Um, the pillow. From the pillow for <laughs> the Printful. Uh, I, I went on a Printful chat because my order got messed up. And it came out of nowhere. I wasn't doing this on purpose, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with these people. Because they keep fucking with me. <laughs> so let's let's do yours. Uh, it's, I would say it was similar to the original Smells Like Middle-Aged Theater. You know, when, you, when you're on social media and you're expanding your audience and you're trying to expand your brand. So that's the thing. When Facebook, Instagram, you get 5,000 fucking people involved, it's a fucking mess. It, it can be a fucking mess, yeah, okay? Right. So you get these random ass message requests. And I fuck with these people hard, bro. Why not? You can tell from the fucking first, hello, hi, how are you? Like, okay, bitch, like you're about to get fucking run over. Yeah. And Haley fucking hates it. I, let me give you a for instance. I sat on hold yesterday for seven minutes uh -huh. because I got a voice, or I got a call that said, your Amazon account has been hacked. Right. Stand, I'm like. Fuck yeah. So I sat on hold for seven minutes. He was like, hello, this is blah, blah, blah with your Amazon Prime. Yeah, You've yeah. been hacked. I'm like, oh, no way. Are you serious? Dude, you should have recorded this conversation. I was I was trying to, and it's funny. Look, I'll even show you. I was trying to hit this fucking call now button or record now button on my phone. Yeah. And it was like, pay now, two ninety nine. I was like, bitch. Dude, all you had to do was do a screen recording. I don't know. Put it on speakerphone. I'll have to show you. Yeah, you'll have to show me that later. Okay, let me get the mine another time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get him the iPad. I'm sorry, the iPhone I instruction trying, manual. I, I, fucking, I love fucking with those people. <laughs> but yeah, I got the thread up. Um, if you want, I will play the role of Silver Pinson. Okay, yeah, that that's actually a real account. It's one of my mom's really good friends, but somebody hacked the account. Ah. And you, you, you can tell when they have no profile picture, right? Right. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> So, Alrighty. 
So the stage is set. I will be Silver Pinton and you will be playing yourself. There you go. All righty. And action. Action. Ping. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty well. Have you heard about the GGF? No. Please tell me more. Global Grant Fund is a new program for those who need help buying a house, paying for bills, starting their own business, children going to school, help both unemployed, retired, disabled, widow, old, and young people to meet their needs. Oh my I got $150,000 delivered to me when I apply for the grant. <laughs> you don't have to pay it back. You can also apply as well. No way. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about this. Should I share their agent text number for you to apply for it also? Are you super serious? Yes. <laughs> Should I say this number? Over? Go ahead. Fuck them. Uh, 513-443-2756 is the agent text number. His name is Ramon Clark. Mm. He must be your relative. <laughs> Look at there. Text him now about a friend. I'm sorry. Text him now that a friend told you about this grant that you want to apply for it also. Like super serious. What if I have a loan for you? <laughs> I'm serious about the contract, about the contact agent right now and apply for the grant. You don't have to pay it back. It's not a loan. I have seven and a half million dollars ready to send to you in Pakistan. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> now they're curious. I said, where are you? Ashland. What country? I'm sending it now. USA. USA. <laughs> All right, here it comes. You ready? <laughs> I don't really understand you. Get it? I just sent over seven and a half million dollars and hacked your server. <laughs> I'm in your software. You guys are into weird shit. Are you nervous? I'm about to expose you. And then they blocked me. <laughs> Crickets. Awesome. <laughs> and scene. That is smells like middle-aged theater. Um I would really love I if, need to get I need to learn how to record those fucking calls. Yes, because you dude, do. I get them all the fucking time. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you when we leave today. I'm gonna pay um, my IRS fucking debts and target <laughs> gift cards and shit. Uh, oh yeah, I had a dude. He's like, "Can you send me like a thousand dollars in Target gift cards?" You bet your ass I can. <laughs> I'll sit there and just list numbers. Do, 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 yeah, 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 do, do. yeah. I'll be like, uh, "Yeah, I'll help you get it." It's called Target.com. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll have to show you how to do that. But um, I, I would be really curious because I know we're not the only persons who get stuff like this. Like, Absolutely I would be curious not. if the Spirit Sniffers would enjoy posting their uh, interesting. DM conversations on the uh, Spirit Sniffers group page on our Facebook. All right. What do you say we do uno mas? Uno mas. Uno mas. Uno mas. What we got? What we got? Dude. Fucking up all over the place. <laughs> Fucking up all over the place. What are we looking at? Would you rather? <laughs> What's next to would you rather? With question marks. Which direction? Other way. All right, question. Oh marks. man, question marks. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. All right, man. Well, this is this is your stage, Ricky, and we're taking a shot first. All right, man. We were gonna leave this to open conversation. Chris, I'm gonna tell you real quick. 
them Crocs ain't 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 popping, nope. dog. No, 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 them Crocs are not popping, okay. bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Have you ever put Crocs on your feet? No, nope. Okay, then shut, then shut your fucking time mouth. Time out, time out, time out. No, I have never put Crocs on my feet. Okay, mm-hmm. because I said the same. Josh be posting all his fucking Crocs and shit. I'm like, bro, <laughs> come on, dude. Like this is not fucking junior high. This is those are whack, right? And uh-huh. he told me, like, oh, they're the most comfortable shoes you've ever put on in your life. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. I have a pair of Adidas with cloud foam inside that are the most comfortable shoes that I've ever put on. I don't know. These Nikes I'm wearing are really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, they right breathe. fucking now, you need to go to the store and try a pair on. Nope. No matter the appearance. Chris, anything just, short of giving me just, an orgasm, I'm not putting the motherfuckers <laughs> on my feet. I'm, I don't care how comfortable the only, they are. The, the only thing I will ever wear without socks are sandals. Yes. That's it. I would, or, uh, I or, but don't socks. people wear socks on their Crocs? I wear socks with the Crocs. I'm telling yeah. you, go put a pair on your fucking feet. It is a game fucking It changer, wouldn't matter, bro. though, because they look ridiculous like i you say I, that i don't care how comfortable they are if anything i might wear them as house shoes you, but you say that. even now dude you can find some nice corduroy nice house shoes with the good soles on them that look doper than a pair of crocs bro go for these kids look dude these kids are wearing these motherfuckers to school like i'm talking junior know, high age kids and i know why wearing now. these motherfuckers to school i know because why? they think it looks cool right now right now right now <laughs> I know why. Josh Beard, shout out, baby. Shout out. I'm on board now. You got me. You got me. Terrible. Fucking That's terrible. Crocs, I'm, man. I'm telling you, put a pair on your motherfucking feet. I mean, feet. you know what? You know what, Chris? I mean, we're old, so I, it's not even, it's not that big of a deal. But these kids wearing them, I, I, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> My goodness. <coughs> Oh, all right, man. Hilarious. So, first of all, Ricky, from Chris and I both, I will tell you this. Thank you for your service Absolutely. to this country. Uh, you and all of your brothers in arms, whether it be ancestors. Marines. and oh. sisters. excuse me. Brothers and sisters in arms, whether it be Marines, Army. We'll even throw the Navy in there. Navy. Uh, <laughs> well, Coast Guard is more questionable. Coast, yeah, Coast Guard. <laughs> Air Force. Uh, yeah, Air no. Force, yeah. Um, I'm pretty much first-generation military uh, in my family. Um, I signed up before one of my cousins. He actually lives out in spring. Uh, I signed before I started my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I was 17, and I had to get my mom to co-sign, basically. Right. Be like... I'm guardian, and I'm approving this message. <laughs> what year that's was a, that? That's a big fucking decision. Is this, is this post-9-11? 2003. 2003, okay. Yeah. I graduated 2004, to, uh, May 2004. Two weeks later, I turned 18. That Sunday, I was off to boot camp. There you go. Just like that, Damn. out the door. So what was it that made you want to enlist um, you said you're first generation, so it wasn't a yeah, nothing, family thing. Nothing it, family. Um, it was more of I really didn't have anything prepared mm-hmm. as far as my future. I right. never did any of the uh, apply to schools, the right. financial aid. And it got to the point where, you know what? My freshman and sophomore year, I'll, I took ROTC in high school. Right. Uh, Air Force Junior ROTC. 
Um, and I always told my mom, I'm going to join the Army or the Air Force or the Navy. I right. never mentioned once about the Marine Corps, <laughs> Marine, ever. Right. It was those other three branches. My mom always, no, no, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Well, after uh, doing ROTC, I stopped that. And uh, I stopped talking about military completely. Mm-hmm. So my mom thought that she got through to me and everything else. <laughs> right. Excuse me. Is it? And... Uh, Finally, as I uh, recruiter called, talked to him. Hey, uh, are you home? We can come over. We can mm. talk details and everything else. Yeah, sure. Come on over this day, this time. All right, cool. It's cool. Right. Hang up. Hey, mom, recruiter's on his way. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just gonna talk and figure out what's gonna happen and. If I'm interested, uh, I'm interested, but want to see what they have to say. Now, each branch has their own recruiter. Oh, absolutely. Right? Okay, yeah. so you had mil- you had marine yeah, recruiters marine coming. Recruiter came okay. over. They and he was new at recruiting duty, okay. so he it was two of them that showed up, and he was doing all the talking while the other one oversaw, right. just to make sure he did everything right and anything any questions that we had. If he didn't know the answer, right. there was the backup right there on yeah. the spot. Right. So. <clears throat> went through everything and I was like, I'm all for it. I want to do this. Mom, this is what I want to do. Are you sure? Are you sure? And she, and to this day, she still tells me it was one of the most difficult decisions I've ever made in my life. Yeah. And I was I mean, like, I can well, only imagine that. Yeah. A, Cause yeah. that's a big fucking deal. Because dude. she, what she told me is it was one or two things. She lets me go and something happens and then it's for my country right. or, and this is what she did not want to happen. Is she says, no, I'm not signing, and then I'm going to rebel and make it worse. And then right after high school, after I turned 18, then I would have signed, and then something else would have happened. Right, right, right. And yeah. she didn't want to live with that. So she's like, you know what? This is what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. Sign. That's good. So, so you say you're first generation military. If you don't mind me asking, which generation are you in the United States of America? Because you're one of your... My, my mom came over from Mexico. Your mom's she, from yeah, Mexico. She, she's, okay. Uh, I'm the oldest, and then my sister, then my brother. We're all two years apart from each other. Um, so are you first generation uh, born here? Born here. Okay. Right. Awesome. So I'm, awesome. I'm born here. Uh, my cousin, he was, I think he was born in uh, Mexico. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but because his parents always, my uncle, aunt and uncle always moved back and forth mm. from here to Mexico. And right. It, it's hard to keep track. But um, he actually signed up after the fact that I did. Okay. And because he, he's older than me and wasn't going to school or anything else, he went to boot camp before I did. Oh, okay. So he, wow. he surpassed everything. <laughs> and then when, I, when we found out, like, wait, you signed up? Yeah, when are you going? Well, I still, I still got to finish my senior year. Yeah. When yeah. are you going? Oh, like two months from now or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, well, tell me how it goes. <laughs> So <clears throat> it was one of those things where it just we ne- we don't talk that much, but when we do talk, it's like nothing changed from yeah, the last yeah, time yeah. we talked. Yeah. So go jo- join, sign up. Uh, like I said, I turned eighteen. Uh, then right after, I was on my way to boot camp. Yeah, that changed my life forever. Yeah, uh, me and my brother, and my sister were cl- a lot closer. Because growing up, me and my sister, we always butted heads. Yeah. Uh, at one point, she actually scratched my face up. <laughs> Damn. Because <laughs> uh, um, 
It, it's one of those stupid arguments amongst siblings. Mm. She had a pen that belonged to me, <laughs> and I didn't want her to use it. So she grabs it, and then I grab her wrist, like, let it go. And she's saying, <laughs> I'm holding on too tight, and I was hurting her, and I wouldn't let go because she wouldn't let go of the pen. And then instinct struck, and she went up and clapped my face. So it was, self de- <laughs> it was self-defense is what you're saying. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's uh, – but, yeah, no, yeah. growing up, we weren't we – weren't close in a sense where we always talk to each other yeah. and everything it was we were there because we knew we had to we we're brother and sister yeah. and that the, the, that, 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 that was it but me leaving changed everything yeah and i saw it from the very moment that the marine recruiter showed up because both my sister and my brother were bawling their eyes out yeah wow. and uh it was something that definitely made an impact on my life and it showed me how much that they really cared no matter how stubborn they are about. <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah. and how important family is. no absolutely so ever since then it was always every chance we got calls whatever when i was in boot camp my sister always sent me letters i whenever i had a chance i was mm-hmm. able to write back it was my brother and sister and back and forth mail this was mail uh, right. marine corps boot camp we don't get phones Right. We don't get <laughs> phone call privileges every so often. No. Right. You get there, you get one phone call, and they better answer. Or else, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So yeah. so that was one of the things I told my mom, hey, you make sure you're by the phone. Yeah. Because if I call and you don't answer, you're not going to hear from me yeah. until you get that letter in the mail. Right. So, yeah, we get, get to boot camp, phone call, and then after that, it was all mail. Yeah. Handwritten letters, postage stamps, it ended up old off. school, straight old up. School. <laughs> I talked, I talked to somebody. Hey, uh, Army, Navy. Oh yeah, we had our phone calls, weekends, this and that. The hell? Okay. <laughs> what? What kind of boot camp did you go to? <laughs> God, you had a spa and everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no. So that that's interesting, <laughs> man. I know that post nine eleven um enlistments into the military went up big time absolutely because of that and i know i don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it i hear all the time there's a lot of people who join the military because they don't really have a plan for their future and the military gives you a plan yeah and i I don't think there's anything wrong with that but i'm just curious how much did 9-11 play into you making that decision oh and i remember the exact day too um, I was on the way to, it was first thing in the morning, getting ready for school. Mom had the news on and, uh, like at that moment, I couldn't understand what was going on type right. of thing. TV was on, she's cooking breakfast, getting us ready for school in my freshman year and, uh, get on the bus. The bus actually had a radio in mm-hmm. it with speakers along Right. The whole bus and the bus driver had the uh, radio on and that's all we heard was, oh, and this crashed and that. And to me, I'm just like, oh, whatever. It's another day at school, whatever. Yeah, it was still early. Nobody really knew what it was. first thing in the morning. And at the time, I was in New Mexico, so that's an hour behind from our time now. Right. So everything's already done, did happen type of thing, and we're just waking up into it. Yeah. And uh, I was living in Cali, so I was even further behind you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, once I get to school, we go through the classes. First period, no problem. Get to second period. My second period was uh, English class. 
great teacher. I can't remember her name, but she was the one that actually broke it down for me as far as what was going on. I'm sorry, yeah. man. No, nah, you're good. Um, Gotta stop as, bringing uh, beer to the, to the podcast. <laughs> no, as far as, as, far as English, oh, as okay. the subject itself. But okay. she, uh, uh, she had the TV on, the news going, and she's like, you know what? We're not going to do anything right now. We're just going to watch the news. Please yeah. stay quiet. And uh, if you need to go to the restroom, just go ahead and go to yeah. the restroom and everything else. And that's when I realized, holy fuck, there's like, something happening. We're under attack. Fucking, yeah. how, how does that happen? Just yeah. planes randomly crash into buildings. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I I remember to this day exactly that whole thing of my whole day, how it started, and know knowing what was going on. So yeah. it it was it was not really an influence as to joining. Yeah, but it's but, still something you never but forget. It's something that I will never forget. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, it. Joining the military had always been in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. You said you were yeah. in ninth grade when that yeah. happened? Ninth yeah, I think grade. I was as well. Yeah, 2001. Not, how old are you? 34. What year is it? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm 36. I've drank a lot since then. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> I'm 36, I'll be 37 next year. And I was, I might have been in 10th grade. So I think I'm. Hold on. Because I start, I graduated 04, 2000 is when I started. Yeah, so and I was supposed to, I graduated so I, 02. I, I was in 10th grade then, 2001. Okay. Okay. I was September 2001, was the beginning of the of my sophomore year. That's what it was. I was, I was in 6th. And my little selfish ass, like, I didn't really know shit was going on. Something was weird. Yeah. Right? They're turning all the TVs on. I don't know. I'm in 6th grade. Yeah. The only thing I can remember is... Like, I know something's happening, mm -hmm. and kids are leaving. Yeah. I was like, man, I got a sneaking suspicion I'm about to get fucked and get left at this motherfucking school. <laughs> like, why is everybody else leaving? I know my mom's not coming to fucking get me. Yeah, because your mom was a teacher, right? Yeah. Yep. Sure yep. shit, she showed up, and I was like, oh, shit. Something is fucking yeah. happening. Like, shit just got real. But I just, I, I was so young, man. I don't remember, See, like... But, that that what you're expl explaining right now. That's how I felt when Columbine happened. I was uh, that was back in middle school. I was a freshman when that happened. I was yeah. I was in middle school, and yeah. it, and what I remember of that is I don't remember what the actual scenario was as far as Columbine actually going down. Yeah. All I remember is okay, everybody get under your desk and get close uh, under the windows so you're away from the door and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And so we're all just crouched down, but this isn't fucking Columbine. Yeah. Shit's going down and we're under fucking desk. So, yeah, fuck. that is weird. So huh. that, it, it, it weird. was weird, but that, well, that's what I remember. There was a lot of people who threatened to mimic what happened. Yeah. I was, because it happened in my school. I was in, <clears throat> I was a freshman in high school and, uh, <laughs> that was a very tragic day. And I remember that there were some punk kids who decided, oh yeah, we're going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they were going around telling everybody when it was happening. So I told my mom, she's like, oh, you're not going to school that day. I'm like, cool, <laughs> bro. I went to magic mountain. <laughs> you know what was fucking funny? I went to magic mountain and Every other motherfucker from my school was up there too. <laughs> Didn't nobody go to school that day. I was like, hey, what's up, man? Like, everybody from school was at Magic Mountain. I'm That's like, if they up. shooting up that bitch, ain't gonna be nobody there, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, man, you think about the stuff that our generation has gone through, though. 9-11, Columbine, 
and the way, you know, we used, you know, you think about in the, in the 1940s, they had the, you know, during the cold war and they were afraid that cute, the Cuban missile crisis, yeah. they were afraid that Cuba was going to nuke us. And so they used to have the, the drills at school about uh-huh. what to do. And you, you, you get to our generation and the, uh, what do they call those? The lockdown drills. Mm-hmm. Like that's something you didn't never thought about when I was in elementary school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going through, you know, when I went through, I think I was a, either a freshman or a junior in high school when nine 11 happened. And like I said, I lived in California. So by the time I woke up, the first tower had already collapsed and we were pretty much, it was clear that we were being attacked. Right. And I just, that it, like you said, it's one of those days that you never forget. And I was, I grew up Jehovah's witness. We were not allowed to be in the military. That is the first time though. I seriously considered like, you know what? Fuck all that noise. Fuck what they're saying. Like we, yeah. they're they're gonna need yeah. us. You know, yeah. I always felt a sense of pride of being an American, even though I grew up and I was told you have to be neutral. You can't yeah. take sides on this. Like I always had that on the inside of me. And nine eleven was the first time I was like, you know what? I was thinking to myself, you know, fuck this noise. I'm yeah. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. And I. I, I can't say I regret not doing it because my life has turned out the way that it has, but it was, it was the first time I really considered it. So, but I have so much admiration for, because I didn't have the courage to continue yeah. forward from that yeah. want to take that step. So I have so much admiration for anybody who has the courage oh, to take that step because you just, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen. You, you put your life on hold. That's yeah. all it is. Your, your yeah, life for sure. means nothing. Uh, it's all about country. And that's one of the things that they instilled in me is God, country, core. Yeah. God comes first because he's the one that looks over you. Right. Your country is who you're fighting for. Uh-huh. And the Marine Corps is who put me in my spot. Right. For sure. For sure. And the here's two. the thing, man. I mean, and you, I feel like you were a success story coming out of the military, you know, because there's some of your brothers and sisters who have not been as successful in life after becoming, I, you I know. Can, I can count on two hands of, uh, and it's not anything self-inflicted. It's, Dumb luck, yeah, so to speak. I hear you. A, a bunch of buddies of mine that, after getting out, have lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one uh, motorcycle accident, rainy day. Uh, he lived out in New York, and um, he out drinking with the buddies, and mm-hmm. they were taking some windy roads, and he uh, got clipped by a car. Yeah, and that was it. Uh, I've had a couple that were uh, terminal illnesses. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't stop that? Yeah, yeah. terminal illness is what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one one of them he actually showed great signs of coming back, and then just out of nowhere he's gone. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, uh, buddy uh, OD, um, prescription and non prescription. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that that was rough, uh, hearing about that. That um. it's the ultimate sacrifice, man. And I think we, as a collective, as far as the people who have not joined the military, we got to look at the people that we're putting in office. And I, you know, we don't do politics, but we got to take better care of our vets. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's too many who, and you never know their story. You don't know if they left the military if they were dishonorably discharged or whatever. But if you put on that uniform and at any time you sacrifice yourself for this country, like you shouldn't have to worry about anything after yeah. that. And that, that's, that's the hardest part because I got friends that are other than honorable 
under honorable, yeah. dishonorable, you know, right. you, you name it. But they're pretty much fucked for life. Yeah. Because they made a decision, even though that decision may have been for the better, right? They still get fucked over. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. It's that's rough. Tough. But and it's it's one of those things like uh it's gonna take a, a large group of people pushing for some change and into something like that. Like yeah, I, and I don't know the details of it. I, I don't know what gets you dishonorably discharged. A I <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure the list is long. Um, but like I said, I mean those people, those are usually the people you, you know, and that's why it's unfortunate when you see a guy who's a vet and he's on the corner and he's holding a cup mm-hmm. in his hand. I've even been guilty of it myself. The first thing I'll think of, like he must be dishonorably discharged because if he. No. If he wasn't, then maybe he'd be that, taken that's, care of. That's not the case, but at the same time, I feel for them because I yeah. see it. But there's either he's lying, just trying to get the money, uh-huh. or he's just being lazy and not going through the proper. And right. I, I understand VA sucks. Yeah. I stopped going to the VA. Yeah. But I've been lucky enough to have my head on my shoulders and right. actually push forward and keep yeah. going in my life to put me where I'm at yeah. now. But people like that, I get it. VA sucks, but if you're in that situation, come on, get yeah. your gears going. I mean, something's yeah. better than nothing. I would Absolutely, assume. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and I can't remember who I was talking to the other day, but it's one of the things that sucks is military. And this, I spent five years. Mm-hmm. I shaved every day. I had to get a haircut once a week. Every Sunday, mm-hmm. I got a haircut. Every day, I had to shave. Right. So that's why, you know, at one point I had my beard down to here. Yeah, I remember. Fucking beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is not the longest I've had my hair. I've actually had it down to the middle of my back before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that got donated. Um, I was told Locks of Love is not the one to donate to, but. uh, That's news to me. Yeah, they they don't. um, They take a percentage to their pocket. But uh, I, I don't even know who my hair went to, but it was. An actual donation. Yeah, yeah, um, that's good. But either way, um, after all that, it's like I got so used to structure and being told, "Go do this, go do that, go be here, be here at five thirty. Right. And then three hours later, okay, now you got to go over here in ten minutes. Go now. <laughs> right. Like, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> we just, we've been here this whole time, and then we got to be way over there across the fucking base. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And then we run over there, and it's like, okay, two hours later, fucking shit. But it was always do what you're told. Yeah, right. Go here, go there. You got to do this. You got to do that. This is what needs to happen. There was never self thinking. It right. was always group thinking. Right. So one person gets in trouble. Guess what? Everybody's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be tough but, to adjust to getting oh, back coming back. Oh, life. my yeah. God, dude. It was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. But um, on my way out is when they were, start, they had been picking up on courses through the branch themselves um, on getting out back into the civilian life. Yeah. And uh, it's like, these are resources. Reach out, VA, links, mm-hmm. numbers, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, DAV, Department of American Veterans, everybody. They gave, they, when I got out, I had a list of everything that I need to yeah. contact. So you just got to take advantage of oh, it. Oh, yeah, dude. I used my yeah. GI Bill. I went to UHD for two years, 
transferred over to ITT, which I don't even think my diploma is valid because they went. Yeah, ITT is not a school anymore. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, not but a I got anymore. my associates from ITT. Um, like I said, I was at AT and T right uh, working, but hey, man. I'm just proud of you. I, I, when I, I, there's a lot of stories that you just told. This is the first time I've heard. So um, I'm just glad to know you, man. I'm glad you know it all. You've been a quality individual in my life. You've been a good friend, and I'm. I tell people all the time, those are hard to find. Like real good friends who Absolutely. got your back no matter what. Th- those are difficult to find. You were definitely in the circle, my friend. <laughs> that is for sure. And all I'm right. glad you finally came on the show, man. Uh, yeah. I know. Like I said, me and Chris personally want to thank you for your service. Uh, we thank you so much for your support of this podcast, man. That means so much to us, man. When we started this thing, we didn't know who was going to yeah. rock with us. We were like, it's probably just going to be our wives listening. Oh, <laughs> no. no. I'm we right did, there with you. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know who was going to rock with us, man. But it's been such a pleasure. You know, I, I feel like my relationship with you became, because once the band broke up, we kind of were out of oh, touch yeah. for a while. Absolutely. And then we once the podcast started and your support for me as a friend has just been incredible, man. And I, I can't thank you enough for it. Yeah, and that um, was back when I had Facebook. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, trust me. <laughs> me and Chris probably wouldn't have it if we wasn't trying to push our products. Oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I understand yeah, that. Yeah, man. but um, I'm just glad you're here, man. It's been a good time. I'm glad we finally got to wrap. You're going to mm-hmm. have to come back and sit in the chair, man. We're gonna have what, to talk. We're some, out of time. We're gonna have to talk some more music. <laughs> Are we out of time? Is that what you're saying? I, I, <laughs> you remember that happy wife, happy life conversation <laughs> <laughs> that we were having over here? <laughs> I'm yeah. ready to keep the party, party going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I'm supposed to be at somebody's house in like 30 minutes. Oh, so, all right, man. Yeah, man. But dude, next time you come, we will not set a all time. All right. One, one quick story before. Uh, yes, before let's, we get call it. let's get that. Let's get that. I'm, I'm going to go with a uh, kid-friendly story first to start off just because. it's No kids <laughs> listen to this, but it's fine. No, e- e- either way. <laughs> At uh, least I hope not. Turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I remember uh, when I was in Okinawa, this shout-out to my buddy Tom. Uh, he's out in um, Michigan is where he lives, and I, I've been keeping in touch with him recently, and it's, it's, it's good to catch, catch up with old friends that you served with. Yeah, for sure. But uh, to this day, I will forever remember, uh, we were sitting in our barracks, just hanging out. We were roommates there. And uh, he, I didn't drink then. Right. I, I never had a taste of alcohol until after I turned 20. Yeah. This is so, so weird for me to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's like, wait, what? <laughs> but anyway, so uh, he, the whole time that we've known each other, he had always been, hey, just drink this, drink this, drink this, drink this, try right. this, try this. No, 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 no. Right. But uh, at one point, one of our sergeants walks into a room and he's like, just seeing how everything is going, whatnot. And uh, Tom's like, hey, uh, so I have an issue with my boots. Now, what are you talking about? Well, uh, they stink. And uh, they're, they're still good. The boots are good. They're not worn out. They're not nothing. Mm. But they stink. He's like, well, haven't you washed your insoles? And Tom's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, no, for real. You got to take your insoles out and you got to wash them. Mm. And Tom's just like, I'm not understanding. <laughs> and he's like, no. Okay, look. So inside your boots right. are insoles, right? And we were both like, yes, Sergeant. Okay, so grab that insole, you take it out, and you wash it with some warm water and soap. Mm -hmm. Let it dry, and then you put it back in. That's it. 
and then it, it cleans the smell out until you got to do it again. Right. And Tom's just like, huh? <laughs> I can't grasp that. What? <laughs> but see, he had been drinking. Ah. But I'm playing stupid to play along with him like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so the sergeant, all right, grab your boots. I'm going to show it to you baby Bob style because Barney's killing you. <laughs> so Tom got our sergeant to wash his insoles for him. Damn. He, said, he straight up got both boots. He's like, all right, I'm going to show you. Barney's killing you this baby Bob style. And he pulled out both insoles from Tom's boots and washed them under warm water with some mild soap. Got him washed and set him up to dry and then gave him his boots back. All right, before you put your boots on, don't forget your insoles are right here at the sink. Yeah. Just chilling here, drying out. <laughs> All right, thanks, Art. <laughs> wow. Dude, that, is, that shit was fucking great. That shit was awesome. awesome. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. I meant to ask you, because I keep getting all these ads. Have you seen the ads for Vet TV? Yeah. What, I, do, you, what I, do you think about it? Do you have I, it? I, I'm a sponsor. When they were on a Kickstarter, I was one of the uh, founding members. Oh, okay. My name is actually on the site somewhere on there. Um, so I get I got a monthly subscription. It's basically a uh, veteran veteran company started stand up comedy. Everything is veteran related. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's fucking hilarious. They Some keep of, telling me if I'm not in the service, I won't get it. I'm like, well, why are you advertising it? it to me? It's uh, <laughs> it, it's one of those things that being in the service, you know exactly where they're coming from, even yeah. if you didn't do that particular job. Right. You know what that job entailed. Uh, as a civilian, I think you would find it funny. If you're one of my friends and you have that type of sense of humor, right? you probably get some it. Of it is really, as, some of it is really dark. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, it's like, fucking, <laughs> for me, it's hilarious. I fucking yeah. love that shit. I'll be yeah. sitting there yeah. watching. It's like, oh, my God, it's fucking hilarious. And if I, if I show it to some, there are a few of my friends that if I show it to them, they'll be like, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, a vet TV is basically I would say the best way to compare it is like Key and Peel got yeah. together with Dave Chappelle, Damn. and they went way off on the deep end and hit all dark fucking <laughs> right. Shit. Yeah, because yeah. this is and the, it's a way for us to cope as far as veterans. Right, it's a coping mechanism. Like I like to drink, so. Is my coping mechanism. <laughs> right. But that's what the guy, the guy who started it said, like, veterans, it's better for them to laugh than commit suicide. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And that's uh, exactly, you know. I have, I have the digital book that he wrote. Oh, do you? Um, and ju just reading that book, it, he tells his whole story. And yeah, yeah. That in itself. What's his it, name again? I'm uh, sorry. Dan, um, O'Malley. It is Dan, right? I think it's Dan. Dan, Dan O'Malley, O'Malley, I think, is what it is. But, dude, yeah. this guy is fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah. If you've heard about the lawyer, Mark Metzger, mm -hmm. from Galveston, yeah. uh, he he does silky hikes throughout the Houston area. Okay. Um, I went on the first one, the very first hill, silky hike, and that's when we wear the extremely tiny shorts. <laughs> we call yeah. them silkies because yeah, they, yeah. they feel like silk. Yeah. Um, wearing our boots and everything else. And it's more of a camaraderie thing. Yeah. Get together and and try to end veteran suicide. It'll never yeah. end. 
Right. Uh, it's a way for us to get that camaraderie. Somebody's doing something. Somebody who's gone through it. Somebody who knows and understands what those people are going through. Mm. And that's why, like, I get the advertisement for it all. And sometimes I watch it and I'm like, dude, that shit is funny. But they keep telling me, like, oh, you won't get it. And nah, I'm like, eh. If it's funny, just fucking watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I pay the subscription. And, of course, because I'm a founding member, I do pay the lower end the lower of end, the yeah. subscription. Yeah. And, and that um, money, portions of that money does go to veterans, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's they, awesome. they have all sorts of, and there's a bunch of veteran companies out there that I've I yeah. buy into just because I know they're paying for the better good and helping veterans out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But for sure. But yeah, man, um, Vet TV is a great one. I fucking love watching that shit. Oh god, we're gonna <laughs> plug y'all anyway. You're not a sponsor of the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast. We're gonna plug. Your- I didn't know you were one of the founding members too. Yep. That's badass. I'm yep. gonna go around telling people that now. Hell yeah. Yeah, I know. Vet, I know one of the TV. founding members <laughs> yeah, of uh, Vet TV because you know Kickstarter has the different tiers of. Uh, donating money to get it started right i went to that tier where it was one of the hey i'm here they yeah. put my name on the site and that's badass else, nice. so. that's badass cool man yeah, well that's like funny. i said again man thank you for your service thank you for your friendship thank you for your support of the smells like middle Age spirit podcast love this show Yes, bro. We're gonna have we're gonna have you back for sure. We have absolutely. To. We, we have got to. plenty more stories. Where I know you do, and I know our audience is looking forward to it. And I want to thank our audience for tuning in once again for hanging tight with us through some of our uh, scheduling mishaps and some of our cancellations. But everybody, all the spirit sniffers are still going strong. A quick shout out to our sponsors and affiliates. We want to thank uh, Urban Soap Bar. Sarah Cooligan will be our guest next week. Damn. What? She promised to be our guest next week. It's her birthday. So she we're going to figure not out. cancel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Otherwise, because we've been invited to her wedding. Sarah, if you want her wedding, if I'm sorry, if you want your wedding to go as planned, you might want to show up <laughs> in this chair next week. <laughs> you don't want to have some drunk idiot you barely know showing up. <laughs> I object. I can do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, no, but Sarah's going to be here next weekend. Thank you so much for your sponsorship with the Urban Soap Bar. You guys go to urbansoapbar.com, get you some DIY soap making kits. Um, some of your kids are still stuck in the house, need something to do. So uh, go ahead and get those DIY soap making kits. I want to make some Darth Vader soap. So either way, I'm, I'm about to hit that up. Uh, also, we want to thank Josh Beard, our good friend and supporter of the show. Uh, he's going to have to fight Ricky for who's the number one fan. But thank you so much. Bring it on, Josh Beard. <laughs> thank you so much for your sponsorship. Josh Beard is the best realtor in the game. I'm telling you guys this from experience. I've had he's He got paid for selling me my house months ago, and he's still, I can give him a phone call right now. And he'd show up and help me with whatever I need. Best in the biz. And then uh, we also want to thank Stephen Terry from Stephen Terry Pest Elimination. Uh, if it's scary, call Stephen Terry. He'll get rid of it for you. All right, man. And then popsocks.com. Go to popsocks.com. 10% off if you use the code Spirit Sniffers. And I'm letting all the Spirit Sniffers know right now. I'm going to give you that same promo code for the Spirit Swag store. Go to Spirit Swag. Use the promo code Spirit Sniffers. And I'm going to give you 15% off. Of your order, what? tell you what. Time or what, yeah, everybody, everybody's. It's time <laughs> to get some spirits. Like, man, order up. You see me? I'm trying to look. We got oh, the backpack. Grab that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead and grab that. I got all the swag in the in, in the office, man. I'm trying to get everybody hyped about it. My buddy bought this backpack. Dude, it took like fucking 7,000 years to get Yeah, here. but that's not a problem anymore, peeps. <laughs> it did take a long time to get. This was like smack dab in the middle of COVID. But that is a sweet looking backpack. Dude, it's awesome. And I like it. I might have to get me one of those. It's got the secret pouch. 
Yeah, because I'm in inspection. I could put my gauge tape you can in there. Put your weed in here. <laughs> true story. True story. Or true story. any other recreational activities. That yeah. You like, <laughs> like to partake. But yeah, guys, don't forget about the Spirit Swag Store. Um, go there, get all the swag you need to represent your favorite podcast in style. Chris, uh, Ricky, this was really fun. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, we'll be back in a week. Oh shit. And, uh, is there anything else y'all want to say to people? Ricky, this is your first time on the podcast. If there's anything you need the people to know out there, you go ahead and tell them now. This is your I, opportunity. I fucking love this show. I tell Nick all the time. The first the first episode that aired, I called you. Yes, up. you did. That I was the first phone call I got. I called from you this man right, right away as I do. That's fucking yeah. awesome. I fucking love it. Yeah. And I've listened to every single episode since yeah. then. And we and, appreciate and it. And even then, when, I, when yeah. I can't watch... Now that y'all are on YouTube, there's times where I'll watch live and then I get phone calls. This happens, that happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can't finish watching. I'll go back and I'll rewatch the whole show. And we then even, and even then, I've gone back and re-listened to the entire podcast from season one. Damn. Thank you. Just Thank you so much. It, we appreciate it, it's it man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, man. And see, me and you came from a time when we were talking about doing a lot Dude, of shit. Apollo we Fall is going to come back. Okay. Watch. Okay. Hey, look. We got to get that Chris <laughs> Clark vibe in. We can't just talk about it. We got to fucking do yeah. this shit. But um, yeah, we, we came from, we, there was a lot of stuff we wanted to do. And so I know that you knew it meant a lot to me to actually put something into action. Mm -hmm. So once again, I appreciate your support so much. You are the... Top spirit sniffer. You and, like I said, you and oh, Josh Beard. Oh, oh, you just stated it. You just stated it. I'm the <laughs> top one. Eat that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. But for my guest, Ricky Palacios, we appreciate you so much. I'm going to get us out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. My name is Nick Stevenson. And my name is Chris Clark, and we'll see you all next time. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.